Oh, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the 3-in-1 Podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself. Give it up for Ian Lamont Morgan. It's your friendly neighborhood, black man. How y'all doing? <laughs> and joining us from Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati. You know he's still rooting for the home team. Give it up for Keith Turner Jr. Y'all, uh, the saddest time of the year. Football season's almost over. But it's all good. A huge offseason. What's up, everybody? And give it up. Also from the capital city, by way of several other places, they call him the Black JJ Reddit because the jumper is wet. Give it up for yours truly, Malcolm Morgan. What is up, everybody? Gentlemen, how are we doing today? <laughs> uh, nothing bad. Shout out to JJ Reddit. Oh, God. No, uh, doing good. Doing good. Feeling all right. Feeling like Keith. Um, football's almost over, so it's sad. Oh, but such a luckily, sad <sighs> the best sport is in full swing at this point. So, hey, thank you, Lily. Hey. Well, it's actually already been in full swing, Ian. I don't know where you've been the past few months, but it's actually toward the end, Ian. So, you know, just I don't know if you were like confused on mm. what the best sport was, but uh, you know, baseball is also not in full swing either, uh, Ian. So, that, that, we, know that's, we know that's not okay. the best sport. <laughs> Here we go. You know what? Oh, <laughs> these, these sports wars are getting out of control. The slander on this podcast about basketball is just is out of control. Slander? Slander. Basketball is the greatest sport. It is not. It is not. Not at all. In the sports power rankings, basketball is still number one. I, listen, I, love, I love basketball. I played basketball. But, man, football is just so exciting to watch. Oh, my gosh. We got to get that 3-1 basketball game in. That's what we got to do. Hey, listen, I'm down with that. Not, I'm always down to play. But we're not doing 21. We're doing 50. That's cool. Okay. You know? <laughs> all right. We'll see how long all of us last. Uh, uh, 10 points in, we'll be like, all right, y'all. It's a water. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Every bucket is worth half of You say what, what Ian? I say every bucket is worth half a point. Half a point. <laughs> No, we playing have. threes and fours. Threes and fours. Fours and fives. This is our, it is. Guys, we're going to get to the pot a little bit, I promise. But I used to hate hate 21 by ones by ones only. You ever played that? Oh, no. ones only is just terrible. It's like the worst. Why even shoot a three at that point? You don't. Like, That's it's it. Just... But that just means you're going to get hacked every single time you go to the paint. Like, it's just exactly. Gonna, yeah. I'm still just the worst part shots. is that the worst part is they know you actually hit a three. And they're like, oh, no, it's all by one. <laughs> at that point, I'm just rolling. Bro, yeah, you play like no, I'm good. You play 21 with the wrong group of people is not fun, especially if they're like friends and they don't and they don't like you. It's it's basically five on one. Like they start running plays, like double teams and stuff, running picks. Like, bro, we playing one on, we're playing twenty one. Why are we? (laughs) (laughs) When did this become? (laughs) All right, so before we get to the show, there's a tweet that I saw today that I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on. Oh God! Somebody on Twitter. said they never understood like why dunks are such a big deal right uh-huh. why are dunks such a big deal there's still only one point they said one time my team got dunked on in high school 18 times and we won by 25 <laughs> <laughs> and so the threat as you guys can imagine the thread underneath this tweet was hilarious just people like you gave up 36 <laughs> points in the paint and won by 25 right okay right and somebody said this dude was playing against the monster <laughs> <Real life. laughs> yeah. bruh like that this had to be like you know oj mayo and some of those guys in the nba back in high school like yeah we let them dunk on us like 20 times but we still beat them because they played stupid like like wow or it was above the rim if you guys ever seen above the rim with like tupac and uh and yeah. uh dwayne martin where everything uh, is a dunk they're just windmill dunking throwing full court alley-oops <laughs> right right oh I, wow I, I don't know the gag is it was a it was an nba 2k game <laughs> He, he had the, he had the all all three points wide. That's that's wild. I was like, yeah, it's that that doesn't add up unless you shot like ninety six percent from three. I just don't see how you how they were able to get to the rack that easily and lost by twenty five. Yep, yep. <sighs> that's wild to me. Honestly, 
Like this is a this may be an AAU game that just like they both scored 120 points. Like no defense whatsoever. <laughs> it was, under the thread, he was not commenting at all to like re- rebut or refute anything. I was like, of course yeah, not. He, that dude made that story. No, you can't. Sense. You can't. He was probably trying to tweet, but no, nah, bro, it's just too late. It's right. out here now. <laughs> Somebody said, okay, you may have won the game, but you really lost if you got dunked on 18 times. That many times, <laughs> man. Right. Goodness right. gracious. That's that way you cannot feel good in the locker yeah. room. Guys not talking to each other. <laughs> man, how many you get? I got three. Three points, man. I thought you had more than that. No, I got dunked on three times. Right, man. three <laughs> times. You get dunked on, you get a suicide. Oh. Like. <laughs> and you know that was like a suburban school versus an inner city school, probably so. Oh, most definitely. It was, it was uh, you know, uh, Harvest Academy against Martin Luther King High School, right? Malcolm X High School. <laughs> <laughs> They, you see they've been warm ups and you like, oh, this is gonna be a long day. Yeah, they just they just finished eating some fried chicken before the game. They had a team dinner, you know. Grandma they made definitely great, grandma made all the food. Between the leg dunking. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you guys this and then we'll get to the show that we got planned. I'm sorry, this was just a fun conversation I wanted to have. Uh y'all ever got to like got to the gym for pickup and you and it's like not a whole lot of people out there, so you about to like get straight into the game. You ain't got to warm up or nothing. Yep. And then you get out there, and you didn't really know, see the team you were with or the team you're playing against. And then you kind of turn around and look at the other team, and you like, and then you look at your team, and you like, this is gonna be a long day. This is gonna be bad. Uh yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. definitely happened look, for sure. You look over there, and they're like, that guy, they've got a six foot three guy. That guy's about six five. Our tallest guy is me. Yep. And I'm five. Six. Yep. I'll never forget. Right, right, I will never right, forget right. the highlight of my pickup career was at Ping Center at Ohio University. It was like maybe two or three of the actual Ohio Bobcats, you know, on the team um, who was playing against me and, you know, four scrubs from my <laughs> my dorm room uh, and uh, or my, you know, my residence hall. And uh, y'all, we beat them like it was crazy. Wow. Like we, we got hot, like all of us, every shot we shot basically went in and they just was looking at us like. And then the next game, about two six three guys come on, dunk on us twice. They beat us. I was like, hey, whatever. We beat y'all. Y'all never forget it. <laughs> so, you know, hey, if you just go out there, you just give it all you got, you know? One of my, we did a, did you ever do interviews? Mine was always. Go ahead, Ian. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I was going to say, I always uh, ended up getting, had like the, <laughs> The full arm sleeve, the headband, <laughs> finger bands on. <laughs> the guy, like, you know, I'm thinking teams, and it wasn't until it wasn't until they had to shoot for first. <laughs> yep, and he airballs the three. Yep, and then, uh, I see what type of day this is going to be. Yep. So you talking about the guy that had the actual Michael Jordan jersey on the uh, the the black pinstripe with the with the Jordans on and the and the and the and the calf sleeve. Calf no one, sleeve. I don't even know where you buy those. Where from? you get that, at, bro? Like man, yeah. and then he is so trash, like for no reason. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Playing the new Jays that he don't want to get dirty. All right, this is my last pickup story. No, it's actually I did intramural. We were at um, OU intramural league. Oh yeah, with some friends of mine and. And we were playing against a team where I knew a bunch of the guys. So all week I was like, bro, we're going to – you don't know this, but we're about to run you. And he's talking all this trash. So we get out there and we're killing them, killing them. And so my friend, who's act, who's actually at my wedding, Mike, somebody on our team goes up for a layup. And the guy – Mike jumps over the guy, goes for the putback dunk, misses it, but gets the foul. And the guy turns around. Oh, we dunking now? We could dunk? <laughs> oh, We could dunk? <laughs> and the ref's like, yeah, what are you talking about? Right, like what <laughs> – what is this? <laughs> like, what kind of league you think this is? We can't dunk. <laughs> did, y'all, did y'all win the league? Uh, we did. What did we do that year? We were in the playoffs. I think we lost like the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. It was some good dudes. Like, the thing that always pissed me off was when these guys who play college basketball would then come in for this, the tournament or whatever and just, and just wipe the floor yeah. with you. Like, why are you even here? Like, I, didn't even, I didn't even bother going to the main court. Go and play. Like for someone else, like go try to walk on in a D three school. Like you playing against us, and like that just pissed me off every single year. But you know, hey, what can you do, right? Guest, well, guest, former guest of the show, uh, Tunji Adipe, season was he season one guest? I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, season one. 
So yeah, he uh, I remember watching him in Ping, and he would basically only play defense, which is one of the weirdest. Most people only want to play offense, like those. Well, that's because he can't shoot. He couldn't yeah. shoot, but he would just stand on the other end with everybody else, and then you couldn't. You basically went yeah, to no. the paint. There was yep. nothing nope. you could do. Nothing there. Nothing. And he's nothing like there. what six five, six six. Yeah, he's big size, and long arms. It's like you are not. All right, we just shooting threes today. This, right, at ping, at ping for him, like, you know, he knows his game. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got no offense, but I'm going to play some defense. Ain't no one coming into paint. <laughs> and, like, you know, oh, God, I hate it. Oh, I hate it playing with some of those guys. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right, guys, this, that was not planned, but it was a fun conversation. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Give us some of your pickup stories. Let us know on our uh, social media, at 31 Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm. Um, so let's get started off with... Kind of the biggest off-season news already in the mm, off-season. Mm. Has it even officially started yet? I don't even know. Question mark. <laughs> uh, but Matt Stafford traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Still not used to saying that. Jarrett Goff going to the Detroit Lions for, was it two firsts and a third? Uh, two firsts and a third. Yes, yeah. I believe. Yep. yep. So what's you guys' initial reaction? Uh, how much does this make the Rams better? Let's start there. I think it definitely gives them... You know, some very good experience at the quarterback, you know, position that, you know, honestly, let's be honest. If Jared Goff played at a higher level, we're probably talking about a two, a Super Bowl champ and maybe even them going to another Super Bowl as well. But mm-hmm. Jared Goff, his play was just so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, with the weapons that they had, the offense that McVay brought in, like they were they were really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so I think Stafford will help them. I just personally believe they gave up too much to get him. Mm. And he's a little bit past his prime, in my opinion. I was talking to a Rams fan, and he was just like, hey, if Stafford can get us to a Super Bowl and win one, it was all worth it. And, of course, that's what every team says, right, when they're in that win-now mentality. Uh, Like, two first rounds for him is, you know, they're, it would, they would be deeper in the first round anyways. Mm-hmm. But still, that's a lot to give up for a guy who, you know, has not won a whole lot in his career. So uh, that's just my take. Uh, we'll see. Again, if they get to the Super Bowl, they potentially win one, all worth it. Yeah, um, how much better does it make them? Keith used an interesting word that me um, talking about experience. Mm. Because at this point, I really think, um, I think Jared Goff has playoff experience. Stafford has gone deeper. In the playoffs, the Matthew Stafford and uh and and so one could of course their defense is what really carries that team for definitely makes them better. But point being, you don't know what you're getting as far as a when the when uh, when the pressure's on, when everybody's playing their best ball. What is what is the Matthew Stafford that you're getting? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's high high volume, man, but also. Uh, he's not even it's not even a two to one ratio with his touchdown and interceptions. And so he's going to throw some pit. Uh, um if you get a great running game, you know, how how much can your team recover from said turnovers the that in the big moments? And so um as good as Matthew Stafford is, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. You don't really know how much better than having a game manager and think, yeah, I, I'm not really, I'm not really sure how much better it makes them, and on the short end, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to this: the the Rams were done with Jared Goff. They were done with Jared Goff. Um, there's two things you listen to when when coaches or GMs talk about their quarterback. There's or even even GMs talk about their coaches, and you see it in college all the time. For example, Tom Herman's going to be our coach next year. And then three weeks later, we've decided to move on. And that's usually a kiss of death when you hear your your athletic director, your GM say he's going to be our coach next year. The Rams were hedging from day one about Jared Goff. Is Jared Goff your quarterback? He's our quarterback right now. Right. Yeah. You know, we're going to explore all of our options. (laughs) You know, they literally said him and Wofford were about to be in a quarterback competition. Like, what does that mean? And then it comes out he was healthy enough to play (laughs) that he was healthy enough to play in the in the game. And they just didn't start him. Yeah. For a guy that we have never seen before in a play in a playoff game, bro, (laughs) in a playoff game. So they were done with Jared Goff. Yeah. And which is, you know, it's sad because they invested all that money into him. And 
you know, he had an inconsistent year, but there are some moments this year where he looked pretty good. Um, but there are also some moments where you're like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's- so, so you have to wonder, um, what is his, what is Jared Goff's mindset yep. going into Detroit? What yep. is their mindset on him? Yep. Um, they're obviously not in a position to, to really compete at right now. Nope. Um, and Matthew Stafford, I think is clearly a better quarterback, but at least with Matthew Stafford in, uh, in LA, with that defense, with yeah. Cooper Cup, with yeah. Robert yeah. Woods, yeah. with the running game that's kind of emerging. Cam Akers has to be their guy next yeah. year. Just or, make or him the, the number Or they're going to bring in another guy. Um, I don't think it, they should, honestly. But, but I think with a Matt Stafford, that at least raises your ceiling and puts you in a different conversation. Because they, they clearly did not trust Jared Goff. And if he's not going to be able to be the quarterback to raise the level of that team when they need it, because they don't need a lot. They really no, don't. They don't. I mean, it's, it's similar to the Bears situation where they don't need a lot. Nope. They just need something out of that quarterback position with those and with those weapons. Yep. They should be able to get better production. Yeah, they should. That's the thing. And, you know, Ian was talking about, you know, um, Matthew Stafford and not necessarily being able to get over the hump. I mean, we're talking about a pretty bad Detroit team. Um, who always had a questionable run game since he's been there. Yeah. Uh, weapons were often either hurt or injured. I mean, not hurt or injured, injured or, you know, out for some reason. Like this year, they couldn't keep Kenny Galladay on the field, which yeah. was a huge loss for them. And they, ha- this year, of course, they had Carrion Johnson and Swift. They had, you know, uh, TJ Hawkinson. You had some guys that you thought was going to be solid mm-hmm. and, uh, they just don't perform again, you know. Now, some of that's probably coaching. So Matt Pat- Patricia's on but uh i don't know i think i think they are kind of sold on rebuilding for a year or two because honestly some mock drafts had them taking justin fields Mm -hmm. which you know now do they just forego that since they have jared goff and then try to sure up some other areas of their you know with some you know future picks i don't know but i'll be curious to see what the lions do uh this head coach is very intriguing as we've talked about on this show uh so it's yeah it's just gonna be interesting honestly man yeah i i hope I hope they have a plan. I mean, maybe maybe that puts them in a position to get a guy like a Trey Lance, who's a little bit more of a developmental guy, um, who won't be ready probably to play from day one. Yeah. Um. So that I think that's maybe that's it. But I was a little, I mean, not confused because I know the the Rams had to get off of Jared Goff. If yeah. They were I mean, bring they, they put Stafford. too much money into it. Um. But I just don't know what's in it for the Lions to bring him in unless there's another deal that, I, and I, I just don't know what his market looks like right mm-hmm. now. Um, but I, I think the Houston Texans have to love what the uh, what the Rams got or had to give up for for Matt Stafford because yep. that means Deshaun Watson at a minimum should oh, yeah. get three to four first round picks. Oh my goodness! If you don't get three to four picks for for first round picks, if we just talk about first right. round picks for Deshaun right. Watson, right. then you have done your negotiations way wrong. Yep. Yep. I mean, he's they could really come up, you know, and and try to, you know, rewrite some of their stories from, you know, Bill O'Brien's terrible, you know, decision making. So we'll see. Um, Oh, my. Yeah, you're definitely talking three first round picks for sure. If Matthew Stafford got two, I mean, and Stefan Diggs got one, then you're talking at least three. And and, and one and a little bail for Matthew Stafford. I mean, the Detroit situation hasn't been great. I mean, he lost his number one receiver while he was still in his prime. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Exactly. He got stuck there. And it's, I mean, they've never really been a well-run organization at nope. all. Defense hasn't uh, ever been that great either. The so. coaching is just up and down. You get Jim Schwartz, you get whoever they. Jim Caldwell. Just, that was, that was yeah. wreck. So it's, hopefully this is a good, I mean, we've seen, we've shown what Sean McVay could do. So if he could do it with, with Jared Goff, imagine what he could do with Matt Stafford. Yeah. Um, but there's, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. I guess I just, to, to trade for a guy that's 0-3. In, yeah. in wild card games for the playoffs, it, it it I understand you want to take a step forward in in the type of player, but does his playoff record not say anything mm-hmm. about his ability to perform in the big moments? Yeah. Well, hey, listen. Apparently, the Cincinnati Bengals believe that you can be like zero and eight in the playoffs and still keep a job. So you know, I don't <laughs> think that really matters a whole lot for some people. We support black coaches. Here we go. It's Black History Month, Keith. We are supporting. Uh, Black coaches. <laughs> well, he ain't getting another job, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Um, so there's a lot. I mean, there could be a lot of quarterback movement this this offseason. A whole lot. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, the first dominoes, this Matt Stafford. We actually got two quarterbacks um, <laughs> to get moved in the, in the same deal. So yep. 
Um, you got possibly Matt Ryan mm-hmm. in, in Atlanta. They yep. might be looking to kind of pivot there with a new head coach. Yep. Um, looks like they may have plateaued a little bit with this current group. Um, we talked about Deshaun Watson, obviously. Carson Wentz. Yep. It's it's mm-hmm. conflicting reports. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. Look, if, if the Packers say Aaron Rodgers, they're dumb. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Oh, gosh. They're really dumb. Pretty much. <laughs> um, you know, Carson Wentz could be on the trading block. Um, are there any other quarterbacks we could think of that might be? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is definitely up for grabs. Yeah, I think um, he'll – yeah. I, I think – Depending on what you know, the the new Jets coach wants to do, Sam mm-hmm. Darnold could potentially be yeah, on there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those there's those are some names you yeah. know right now that are very intriguing. Like what's Fitz Magic? What's what's going to happen with him? I think he's and, a free agent. I, I think yeah, so. Right. Yeah. So is the team going to bring him in? You know to you know. So yeah, there's a there's a bunch of names. Jameis Winston, yeah. like Drew Brees, like with him retiring, you know Taysom Hill. Uh, who knows, guys? It's just a lot. Yeah, so, it's, so, it's wild. So I your, think the number I saw was like there's fifty. Uh, it teams expected to make changes at quarterback. Mm. So, looking at this this group of quarterbacks, put your dream hats on. Which one do you want? Which one would you want if you had to pick one of them? Obviously, you can't go pick Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes, but of this group of people that's available. Which one would you want? I mean, other than Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, because that would be all of our I mean, picks, yes, right? Yes, okay, that's the obvious. all right. Um, gosh, who would I want? Um, You know, out of that group, I guess it'd probably be Stafford, honestly, because uh, mm. none. I, I wouldn't want Sam Darnold. I, I, I yeah, told you, I've, yeah. I've not been a fan, mm, and you guys yeah. have known that. Um, I wouldn't want Jameis. I hate to say it because I, you know, want black quarterbacks mm. to do well, but yeah, I think it would be Stafford, honestly. Mm. Yeah. I wow, wow. I still, I don't know why. I kind of know why, but I still think Carson Wentz is redeemable. In the right situation, I think he could still be redeemable, and he's still young. Yeah, um, he is young, and so in the right situation, I think he could be still be a good quarterback. And, and he's recently shown that on the field these last this last year. I think there were some things that he couldn't control, which he talked about a lot. Um, uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yes, a lot, a lot. He, he's not supposed to talk about that. Um, but I think if he was on a different <laughs> team in a better situation with a better roster, I mean, after that, basically after that Super Bowl run by the Eagles, that that roster kind of fell apart financially and physically. That, so. He did not win that, but he, he played early in that season and played really well. Yeah. Um. So I think I think he's still he's he's young enough, and I think the right situation would be good for him. But that Philly situation was just tough. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, they, they couldn't keep their receivers healthy, and that was a, one of the biggest things, honestly. Mm-hmm. We saw that, like, what, week one yeah. with Alshon mm-hmm. and Deshaun and all them, like, a year or two ago. They looked scary good. Bruh, there was, I was watching, I don't know if you guys ever seen the show on, um, it's on Prime, but it's like a NFL show where they follow a team for the whole year. Yep, yep. And so they did the year after the Super Bowl, they followed the Eagles. Yep. And they showed those first, like, two or three games, and I was like, Man, they were good, and then mm-hmm. everyone was just hurt after everyone. that, and this everyone. whole show just got depressing and sad. Yep, and it's just <laughs> they were like they're jumping around like, "Oh, we're about to score fifty below. That's crazy!" And then uh, he's out, he's out, he's out, Poor he's Doug out, Peterson, he's out, man. he's Gosh, out, he's out. Yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, as far as Carson goes, I agree, and I think uh, the whole connection with him in Indiana, I think that's a that would be a good situation. You know who else is crazy about Carson Wentz? John Gruden, oh, and gosh. a lot of talk about about whether Derek Carr is going to be on the move. I think if you give Derek Carr in the second for Carson, I mean, go ahead and run that. I think you give him a Darren Waller, you give him an emerging, hopefully, uh, Henry Ruggs and some other pieces, you know that. And they have at least a viable, you know, run game. Um, yeah. Not that you know, I mean, he had Miles, he had Miles Sanders, but. Miles Sanders, you know, is going to get you more catching out of the backfield than he is running at some points. But, yeah, I mean, just looking at all these teams, Bears, Colts, Panthers, Patriots, Niners, Washington, everybody who needs. I also think Matt Ryan, um, if you're a team that's in win now yeah. mode, Indiana Andy sticks out um, as, as a team that has pieces, yeah. has the at least the, the infrastructure. Uh, to build on on something that could be a solid, you know, winning type team, and so and if you're I, white, I, I think go Matt Ryan is going, he's going to get you, he's going to get you yards. He's he's going to get the ball to your receivers, and I think that's all you can ask for 
um, in that particular system. So that's something else that uh, comes to mind. Mm. But uh, and then there's Kirk Cousins, right, Malcolm? Uh, no, there's. I do not like that. No, I do not like that at all. Uh, Kirk Cousins can stay where he's at. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Minnesota would love to trade Kirk Cousins for something. Uh, don't send him to San Francisco. I actually, I wouldn't be mad at Matt Ryan. I wouldn't really be mad at Matt Ryan. I think he's an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, really? Jimmy Green. I think we've we've seen the best of Jimmy. Ah, I just so don't know. I really hope I would love for the Patriots to do something stupid like trade for Jimmy Garoppolo back. That'd be great. Yeah, there was a story about that. I would know. really love to, yeah. to make that happen. Um, any then other? He, then he goes with Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick puts a system with <laughs> him, and just up. right. Yeah. <laughs> he I just will throw up. <laughs> First of all, uh, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo with that group of wide receivers is successful. He's the GOAT. I don't yeah. care. We can stop all conversations because that group of wide receivers is god-awful <laughs> hot garbage. <laughs> um, so any other trade candidates or players this offseason we're interested in seeing moving in, uh, moving via trade or free agency? Um, I think James is a, is a name to watch because he's still another young quarterback who can, we've seen him put up numbers, put up touchdowns. Yep. Unfortunately, with that comes turnovers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a whole lot of them. <laughs> so any other names that you guys are uh, interested in? <laughs> Interesting in this offseason. Yeah, there's a couple names. Uh, Kenny Galladay is supposed to be a free agent mm. uh, from Detroit. Uh, the head coach said that, you know, he's wanting to bring him back. But do you, th- you guys think about the teams that could really use a guy like Kenny Galladay? You know, you talk Baltimore Ravens. You talk those teams that may be one receiver, even Oakland, a receiver away from really being a, you know, uh, formidable offense. Um, and then J.J. Watt, you know, is going to be another name that, you know, <laughs> What's Houston going to do? He, I think he wants out for sure. And there's been a lot of different partners that, you know, uh, writers have been talking about uh, for him. So those are two names I'll be very, very watching very closely. I think Allen Robinson could be one other one. I got to remember if he's going to be a free agent or not. But if he is, I'm getting the heck out of, out of Chicago <laughs> and going to find me another team. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, those are the names I'm paying attention to. What about you? Ian? Actually, uh, yeah, I'll. I'm looking at J.J. Watt. Now, his contract is kind of going to make it a little mm-hmm. tough, yep. not just because, you know, it's a impossible contract, but revenue down, you know, are they going to um, adjust some things with the cap, so on and so forth. So, it'd be uh, Pittsburgh stuck out in my mind, you know, being a play with his brother. It's just a solid organization, and he's he's got to be in win-now mode. J.J. Watt knows he's only got so much left in the tank. I think you're OBJ to, is intriguing. I, think you're, I was going to say, I think you're trying to depress Keith by saying J.J. Uh, Watt to the Steelers. This <laughs> is, you know, like, likely landing spots. Maybe Tampa or on, maybe even Cleveland. That's on Keith's, uh, that's on Keith's list of uh, triggering. Yeah, if he go, okay, y'all, if he I goes to the Steelers, I am literally going to just be depressed. No joke. Like, man, that would be awful. By the way, guys, Allen Robinson is a free agent, which is about to be huge. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some a lot of a lot of folks could use a, a dependable receiver like that. Um, but yeah, OBJ. Um, I don't know for what, for what reason OBJ to Jacksonville. Mm. Kind of if Urban's wanted to make a big splash, um, uh, get a star receiver, somebody that you know can. Of course, we know how much that should lacks a young quarterback if they do that. Have we talked about uh, Deshaun to Jacksonville? That's we I, we've mentioned it, but it's in division. That's gonna be a tough. Yep, it ain't gonna that's happen. a tough. Yeah, that's a tough you. one to do. Well, I'm, but if they took the first pick and got Trevor Lawrence, then they probably would do it, Bruh. Deshaun would love that. First of all, well, to for, play to play Houston yeah. twice a year, Deshaun, every year. Deshaun yeah, would love that. But he, but Houston gets Trevor Lawrence and they get another <laughs> receiver. They're right back for good, the yeah. Good luck. I mean, <laughs> good yeah. luck. Um, here's another one though. I was thinking uh, Julio Jones to San Francisco. Maybe a first and a third, it. maybe two seconds. But you know, um, when healthy, it. he's still he's still one of the best receivers in the game. I think he's thirty. I would, so, uh, yeah, I'm here for it. I would love Julio to go to like a Baltimore Ravens, even though that's in my division. You know, listen, we aren't, we're not going to win for like maybe another year or two. So, uh, you know, those type of teams would be really scary with a number one. Oakland needs a num- another number one because they probably aren't going to be able to resign mm. Nelson Aguilar. Mm. So, you know, that's a weird sentence. They can't resign Nelson Aguilar. Uh, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna want too much money now oh. because he's shown like he's really got that top speed. You I know, know it's so. just weird. I know. Last year, like they were trying to. Run him out of Philly. Yeah, 
Yeah. That man could not catch a, a cold. He had a good year he for did. Oakland. I mean, oh, he was really right. good for Oakland. And now he's going to want some money, man. You know, so it's like, man, we can't afford that. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy. He's going to sign him like a five-year, $200 million deal with the Lions. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want money or do you oh want God. to win, Nelson? Which one do you want, right? <laughs> Uh yeah, and then Dan Quinn's gonna punch him in his kneecaps. Um, oh Dan Quinn, God, he's a DC. I was gonna say I, my name was gonna be OBJ. I think that's gonna be a, a name that's gonna be around a lot of trade talks. Yep. I just I don't know what his value is right now, but yep. a team like New England that needs a wide receiver, um, <sighs> that would be that would be depressing for him. It would be depressing for him, but that's definitely a need they have. And yes. you know whatever you think about OBJ, I think he's still that guy in the right situation. Yeah. Um. I think Sam Darnold's an interesting name because I, I, he's still very young. Actually, I think he's only what two, two, three years in the yep. league oh, now. Yeah, for sure. So somebody's gonna look at him and say mm-hmm. we can mold him into our next quarterback. Maybe, yeah. So that's that's an interesting name. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was one of my interesting names mm-hmm. before he ended up before in Pittsburgh. Steelers. Yep. So I think that was a good low risk pick pick up for them. High reward potential yeah. for sure. Um, if he gets his head on straight in that situation, that could be really good for him. Um, and then another name, Will Fuller. Um, mm. If Houston is kind of in fire sale mode and Will Fuller, he's not quite a number one, no, but, but he is a burner on the yes, outside. And so in a situation where he's got another guy next to him yep. and the pressure isn't on him to be the guy, I think in the offense, he could be a guy that could really take the top off yep. um, and really help some teams um, that, that need it. So he just got to, he has to stay healthy. healthy. That's the thing. Yep. Health is a real big yep. issue for yeah. him in Galladay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that Can is, you imagine Will Fuller in Buffalo? Oh man, that would be amazing swap out, to watch. Swap out John Brown, or even keep John Brown for a low. Like that's he's a really formidable three or four. That's fine, mm-hmm. you know. But him and Stephon Diggs, and Cole Beasley. Oh my god, sheesh, yeah, that would be amazing. The white Cole Beasley, and um, then they get, and then they get the running back that they need in the first round. <laughs> oh, Buffalo, we back, <laughs> y'all. Okay, so I texted you guys about this, but I didn't explain. So I was listening to. Uh, show they were talking about Scotty Miller and they were like uh, I think it was Dominique Foxworth he was like I'm sick of everybody treating Scotty Miller like he's Julian Edelman he's not Julian Edelman he's a burner he's not one of these little uh, grit and grind slot guys <laughs> it's like we need to stop comparing him to Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola just because he's white he's not, he's like, he's like, we, we all know at, at the track meet when a team has a white guy doing the Doing the closing, uh, the closing leg of the four by one hundred. You know he's a burner if yeah. he's white. Yeah, that's who's got him. Right, right. <laughs> that's clearly whatever the DB was from Green Bay. That's clearly who. Who the DB from Green Bay thought Scotty Miller was? He thought he was Dan- Danny Amendola, <laughs> and that dude burned him. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did, man. Oh my god! Uh, so that's I was, hilarious. I was dying laughing. I was like, yeah, "That's pretty accurate." Because everybody's like, "Oh, he's he's just a grinder." No, he's not. No, he's a burner. No, he will he will take the top off. <laughs> that was all the talk in preseason too. Had Tom Brady's got his Julian Edelman. <laughs> he's, 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 he brings lunch pail every day. He just grinds right. it out. <laughs> just a hard hat player, <laughs> Scotty Miller. Not quite. That's the code. If you ever hear somebody say, he just knows how to play football. Okay, he's not fast. Yeah. He's not athletic. He's not. He's, <laughs> he's not, a football guy. He's just a football. He's just a football player. <laughs> That's what they said about Tom Brady. Boy, because he looked terrible in his uh, in his offseason workouts. He looks so slow. Uh, I watched oh that tape uh, recently, Keith. Yeah, man. He was yeah. so slow. Oh. oh, my God. You ain't got to be fast when you were back. It's just nice Even, to be fast. Yeah, it is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Trent Dilfer was not fast, y'all, but he won a Super Bowl. Um, if, if, if y'all want a true how it started, how it's going moment, go back and watch the Pro Bowl. I think it was the first one that Tom Brady made. They were t- they were doing this. I, I don't know why, but that that they used to do a um, little little game where they would see who could throw the ball. Oh yeah, 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 yep, yep. And it was, it was the year like Aaron Brooks just smoked everybody. Mm-hmm. But just watching Tom Brady, he was the most gangly. Like you just knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he just looked awful. He was making faces. He was in squinty mode the whole time. You look at him now; it looks like a a billion dollars. And I was like, man, how far we have come. Man, man. Shout out to Aaron Brooks, man. Aaron Brooks. Right. Right. That was a blast. Aaron Bad. Brooks. What a blast from the past. I just I just had a flashback. Um all right, Super Bowl is this weekend, guys. 
So let's Woo-hoo. talk about some Super Bowl. Let's go. What players are under the radar for this game? Under the radar? Under the radar. Mm. So that means not Patrick Mahomes. Yep. That means <laughs> not Tom Brady. Yep. Let's just go ahead and take them off the list. No Tyreek Hills. Right. Scotty Miller, honestly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no joke. Y'all, if you look at the last two games, he's made one play that has single-handedly won them the game. Yeah. That fir- that huge first down against New Orleans, that huge touchdown catch right before the half that we still don't understand how Green still Bay gave understand. up. But he makes those, like, plays that are just so important uh, for them to win. So he's definitely a name that is that is huge for me. Um, but, again, Clyde edwards layer. Like, what is he, what are we going to get from him? Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell is out, so we know it is all about so him. So he's absolutely, he's 100% out? Yes, he is right. out. Um, so, <clears throat> so because of that, like, I don't know, y'all, that's, he hasn't been, like, early in the season, again, he was really solid, mm-hmm. dealt with some injuries, you know, and then they just really kind of abandoned the run game, except they were giving the ball to Darrell Williams a few times, so. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. He's still questionable. I'm sorry. It was yeah. Demarcus Robinson who they put on that list okay. uh, who's out. So we'll see if, if, if Le'Veon does play. But still, I, I think all eyes are going towards Edwards Elaire for this mm. Super Bowl. So those are some two names offensively I'm looking at. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no. And I, I, the injuries are, are really playing a huge part because who I had that was underrated was Willie Gay. Because mm. um, he tore his meniscus in practice, and so now he won't play. But uh, he had been out with an ankle. They really like him. And they need all of the impact defensive players Kansas City does uh, that they can get on the field. And so tough break for him. Uh, the young rook, they really like him. He had been playing good. Now, DeMarcus, I, I thought he they were on the COVID list because of close contact, but I think he, he said he tested negative. Yeah, it has him out right now mm. on ESPN. So oh, you know, you. so okay. we'll see. Um, yeah, yep. Him and uh, Daniel Kilgore. Yep, Kilgore. Yeah, they, they both went on went on that COVID list. Mm-hmm. Um, under the radar, oddly enough, Antonio Brown. Mm. Um, yeah, only forty five catches, four touchdowns, touchdowns in the regular season. Only had three receptions, uh, one score in the playoffs. But this is what he came to Tampa Bay for. Yep. This is why Tom Brady keyed in on him and was willing to go so far uh, to get A.B. to roll the dice on him again after what could have looked like, you know, him burning them in New England. Um, but it's this game. It's, it's the playoff experience that he has. It, it was interesting. I was listening to a clip of Mike Evans just uh, talking to Tom Brady about <laughs> uh, uh, they were telling him to come to the to the celebration or for the, um, what is it, like the presentation on the podium when they get the trophy and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Mike Evans was like, oh, oh, we – Oh really? We oh okay. This is so cool, man. I I'm not used to this. And it was a funny <laughs> clip. Like he was he was just a kid in the candy store. Just um, but I think there are times on the field where that comes through too. You know, you can say, oh, it's just football. You just go play the same game. But experience matters. Maybe mm-hmm. has that. Um, mm-hmm. and I think he I I got him getting in the end zone at least once in the Super Bowl. If he plays, um, that's I, he's still mm-hmm. questionable. But yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but no, I, I, I think I think they they pretty much locked him in as as being able to play. Uh, he might be listed as like probable or questionable or something, but yeah, I, I think he's going to be one of those guys that fly under the radar that should not. Mm. And I think you know Kansas City with the you know some of the injuries that we have mentioned and will mention, I think that's going to be a big key factor. Uh, you know, Chad Hint. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna come and win this thing. No, um, I actually am gonna. We're all offense, and I wanted to pick defense. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do both. Um, but the, but the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. I think Rob Gronkowski. Um, yeah. he's he's got some. He's whatever. Whether he's been active in the offense lately or whatever, he has a connection with Tom Brady. When Absolutely. Tom Brady needs something, he goes to Rob Gronkowski, and he's done it in the Super Bowl and in the yep. playoffs before. Yep. So <laughs> even if it's just one catch, I think it's going to be a pivotal catch that he makes mm-hmm. in this game at some point. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a red zone, yep. short touchdown that he that he battles for, or some kind of even trick play where they use him. Um, I think he's going to have a role in this game. And then I think Adamican Sue, what he's able to do in the middle of that defense yep. to loosen things up for Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, 
and those guys, I think it's going to be important that he's able to help collapse that pocket from the from the middle to help those guys on the outside a little bit. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I would even argue. I think I think Cameron Bright is probably going to have even more of an impact than Gronk. I think he'll, he'll definitely. I think he'll have more catches. Yeah, and yeah. I think it'll be because they focus on Gronk. They mm-hmm. know what Brady's going to try to do, and that's when you leave a guy like Cameron Bright who mm-hmm. will make some solid catches as we've seen in the playoffs and you know later mm-hmm. in the season so um both of those tight ends yeah, yeah i think you're right malcolm that's that's gonna be king um so what matchup are you guys looking forward to seeing on the field um there's a lot of different position groups you look at i, yep. I want to see how this linebacker group yep for for the buccaneers deals with the speed of of and the way they're going to spread them out because it's it's not going to be like some of these other teams where they Two and three, they're going to put four or five guys out there yep. and make them cover. Yep. Um, and so it's going to be a difficult test for them. This is a really good linebacker group for for the Buccaneers. Yes, it is. But this is going to be a real test for them because whether it's Darrell Williams or Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Le'Veon Bell, those guys are going to be receiving threats. Yep. And then Patrick Mahomes, you know, he can focus in on on Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, but he can also he likes to spread the ball around too. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if some of those other guys, the the Sammy Watkins, the Nico Hartman, um, get going especially in this game where they're going to need a a real team effort to win this game yeah I agree with you I think my biggest matchup was Travis Kelsey and these linebackers or whoever or say if they put a safety Antoine Winfield or whoever on him um Travis Kelsey cannot have 12 catches and Mm -hmm. 120 yards if you want to win and um Buffalo found that out last week I don't know how I don't know what the recipe is to stop a guy like Travis Kelsey other than pressure on Mahomes but um that guy was just open and he he sits right in zones and knows exactly where to be um his his football IQ is amazing so that's that's the matchup I'm looking at at least for you know offensively for the Chiefs defensively for the Bucks is Travis Kelsey and their whole secondary, honestly, <laughs> um, whoever it is, you know, because normally you know, have linebackers, you know, cover tight end at times. You go into zone, you know, hopefully you have, you know, those spots covered. <clears throat> um, yeah. So and then on the on the flip side, um, I would love to see how, you know, the Chiefs lined up Tyron Matthew, um, because you're talking about great weapons for Kansas City. This this Tampa Bay Buccaneers group is very scary as well you got mike evans you've got um chris godwin you've got antonio brown and then of course we just mentioned uh bray and grunk so what's what's tyron's role going to be um is he going to be more of a cover guy they're going to bring him on a little bit more pressure um that's that's the matchup i'll be looking for him against you know whatever you know tampa bay throws at him (laughs) yeah speaking of defense um y'all just reminded me um uh, the Bucks, they got uh, Antoine Win- Winfield Jr. back. Mm-hmm. That is so, huge. So they got that starting safety back. Uh, so, yeah, he and A.B. Uh, upgraded to, you know, so they expect both of them to play. Yeah, that's a big, big, big deal. Um, I, I guess as far as key matchups, uh, I kind of have an off the field and on the field. Um, off the field, COVID. <laughs> the, Chiefs, yes. the Chiefs versus COVID. Um, you know, we talked about Robinson and Kilgore, but – uh, anytime you get a couple guys, you gotta you gotta just wait and hope hope that the other shoe doesn't drop. Um, I think they have to sit out like five days. You know, Patrick Mahomes, if, if, the, if the test, oh my god! That, first of all, that's not happening. They're gonna lie. He'll be yeah, up there sniffling matter. and sneezing, and he will be playing. I I completely agree. I completely <laughs> agree. Uh, but does it? You know, just does it impact any other um, any other positions whatsoever? But on the field, I'm looking at the line. It's the game within the game, baby. It's the trenches. Who's going to win that line of scrimmage? Um, and it, it's fitting. On this, the second day of Black History Month, you know, it's looking like uh, uh, Martinez Rankin is, is going to start in place of Eric Fisher. That is a huge, huge undertaking at that left tackle. Um, he's only played like a few snaps the last couple of years. Mm. He had a patella injury last year. So it's going to be him versus the house because mm. Tampa Bay, they blitz uh, six most six most in the league. Thirty eight percent of their defensive snaps they're blitzing, and when they do, they're they are second in quarterback pressures, first in sacks, first in interceptions. So Rankin has his work cut out for him. Uh, and, and if I'm frankly, if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm scheming toward him. Um, I'm, I'm definitely sending extra pressure to that side. But yeah, um, you know, I think that's really the thing because you know Mahomes is a great imp- improviser. Yep. Uh, but I think you can only improvise so much to overcome to, to compensate for what you may have lost on the line. 
And um, I'd be paying attention that New Orleans game sticks out where he was 26 of 47, 250 yards. They contained Kelsey and Hill. They both had like under 70 yards. And he didn't throw any picks, but there were some very interceptable balls. Mm. And they won that game, but I think it was it was for, you know, New Orleans' lack of capitalizing. So I think uh, Tampa Bay has a real opportunity here uh, to win the line of scrimmage and, and therefore win the game. Look, if Shaq Barrett plays like he did, in the in the in the Packers game, I don't care who they have back there. Willie Rofe, uh, Orlando Pace, it doesn't matter. He was getting off that snap so fast. Yeah, yep. yeah. he yep. had he had their snap count on lock. Yep. And every time you look at it, you're like, oh, he's offside. And you're like, no, nope. he just knows the he snap jumped. count. Yep. Uh, and so I don't care who you. They could have Eric Fisher. They could have Jesus Christ. I don't care. He Whoa. would have made it <laughs> to the court. He was so fast. Um. So yeah, now Jesus is on the main line. <laughs> so you, you get you, you get it. Je- you. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I got you. I got you. I got you. Thanks. Yeah. If, I, if I had a sound effect ready, I, I'd give it to you. But I don't know which one to use for that. It'd probably be like a womp womp. <laughs> but that's all right. Um, all right. So predictions, guys, for this game. <sighs> Who you calling on first? Oh no. Okay. I was, I was waiting. All right, Ian. Go ahead. <laughs> Will Mahomes and the Chiefs avenge their last playoff loss to Brady back in that 2019 conference championship game? Uh, I don't know. The Bucks they didn't have an answer for Tyreek Hill in that matchup earlier this year. Isn't that the game where he went video game on them? They had like like three touchdowns and a bunch of big plays. You know, I don't remember that um, game at all. Yo, he put up like 50 fantasy points that week. Yeah, right, 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 right. I remember right. that. Um, I think that Ooh, I got the Chiefs. I think they're going to force they, they force a turnover in all of one game this season, and I think they're going to turn Brady over. Actually, it was a really close game. It was twenty-seven to twenty-four. Tyreek, it was. Tyreek Hill went for two sixty-nine and three touchdowns. Yes, he did, and they barely won. Barely won. Um, and I mean, but I, I think Brady's lack of being able to—he um, only has one guy for over a hundred yards in the playoffs. Um, and it, mind you, it's only two games. You know, he had God when, uh, but I think his. If I have to choose who has the ability to get it to their big playmakers in the big spots, I think I'm I'm going with Mahomes at this point, mm. and I think I think it becomes a, a game of who can keep up with who, and I don't think that the Bucks can outlast Kansas City. So I got mm. them winning, uh, forty-five to thirty-eight. Mm. High scoring Super Bowl for Ian. Y'all, I'm going with the Bucks. Whoa, I Woo. am. Um, Yikes. I think I've picked against Tom Brady for the last time last Whoa. week in the playoffs. Here's the reason why I think they're going to win. I think their defense is going to show up in a major way. I think it is very difficult to sack Patrick Mahomes, but they're going to get a, enough pressure to force him to maybe make one or two mistakes that's going to cost him. And I think, um, Malcolm, you could be right. I think guys like Scotty Miller or Rob Gronkowski or something like that, they're going to have one big play that's going to, you know, um, change the change the game. So I'm going to go uh, Tampa Bay 31, uh, Kansas City 27. Mm. Um, and uh, Tom mm. Brady will be solidified once again as the GOATs. He's, he's solidified. <laughs> Nothing in this game is going to change. <laughs> yeah, but again, for him, to, if he does this oh the gosh. first year, um, with and now he has all the weapons. He's got everything he needs. All he needs is his defense to show up mm-hmm. and his receivers to make the plays they need. Um, and also, I think that Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones combination mm-hmm. is going. They're going to go for a hundred yards mm-hmm. and, a, and a critical touchdown as well. Chiefs defense has not been a hundred percent great. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Man. I've been previewing this pick all playoffs long. I'm not picking against the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> not going to overthink it. Um, I, I think the key game, the key, maybe the couple key plays of the game are going to be from Tyron Matthew in that defense. He he always comes up big in these type of games. Um, and so I think I think the Chiefs are are going to do what they've done all year and just show that they're the best team in football. So I think think the Chiefs win this one. I'm going to say 33 to 20. Mm. Ooh, almost two scores. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be a little bit of a slow start, but I think Kansas City's going to pull away late. Um, but I, I tried to find a re- reason to pick Tampa Bay, but th- these are the defending Super Bowl champs, and especially last week, they just looked like it. 
Um, and so, yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. All right. Well, hey, wouldn't be shocking. I wanted to choose the Chiefs, but I was just like, man, this is Tom Brady. We're talking about that that offense and that defense, the way they've been playing. <sighs> yeah, I couldn't pick against them. Well, guys, if you're taking bets, you should take our me and Ian's picks because we've been right on. <laughs> Listen, and uh, I was right on most of the time the whole season, uh, but uh, yeah, but it's all about the playoffs. Playoffs, you know. Listen, those were heart picks. All right, guys, let's not <laughs> let me let me make sure I remind you guys. Some of those were heart picks. Um, I wanted Buffalo to win, um, and I, no, I actually did think Green Bay was going to win that game. Actually, so and that's why I said last time choosing against Tom Brady. So. We wow. shall see. We shall see. Give us your picks for the Super Bowl. It. We'll be posted about it this Ooh. week on social media at Three One Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, let's talk a little NBA. Um, defending champion Lakers made a lot of offseason moves so far. So good. How you guys feel about the Lakers? How they're playing so far? Well, I haven't been watching a whole lot. I've just been keeping up with statistics and all, and I know that Anthony Davis is not having the type of year he wants to have thus far. Um, his shooting percentage is down. His free throw percentage is down. Um, so I'm looking to see more from him, you know, soon, of course. Um, but for the most part, other than that, I know um, I know they've been playing pretty pretty good bat pretty good team basketball LeBron is just playing on another level which I just always love this man is like 47 and just playing like he's 29 like LeBron is a bad man um yeah favorite for MVP right now so so yeah those are the those are things you know uh thus far that I've seen from you know looking at some of the statistics um of games you know they lost a, a couple games they probably shouldn't have I think they lost the Golden State I was just like Right now, Ian is uh, he is sitting over there like mm, Warriors in that seven seat right now, guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I got. <clears throat> Man, I, I I agree. AD's been really touch and go, and I think that's been um, that's been an interesting thing to perceive as touch and go as twenty two eight. And <laughs> I was gonna say like, <laughs> yeah, it's. You know, so he'll he'll have he'll have great 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 moments, but even you know, just looking at the most recent game, just coming through twenty five points, great ten to fourteen shooting, amazing, two rebounds, two assists, in, in a year where you lost Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Uh, JaVale I know you picked McGee. up Montrez Harrell, and I know you picked up Mark Gasol, but Mark Gasol is getting you uh, uh, four points and and four and a half rebounds a game. So I think, you know, they're struggling on the boards, I see, you know, a little bit more than um, than they have been last year. And you, you can't win without the ball, famous Charles Barkley quote. And so uh, you've got to be able to rebound a little bit better if you're going to have longevity, especially in the postseason. But for right now, I agree with you, Malcolm. I think they've got to be happy with the start to the season, given some of the major adjustments. Mind you, it's not just Dwight. It's not just JaVale. It's not, not just Rondo, but also Danny Green. Um, there, there was a lot of turnover on this. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, turnover and turnover with deep uh, playoff experience on this roster. Say what you want about JaVale, but I think he's what three is he a three time champ now? Um, or maybe Probably two so. Time. I think he won two with Golden State and one with yeah. uh, one with us. So one with LeBron. And and so between him and Rondo and Dwight has had some deep playoff runs and been in the finals, led a team to the finals before. And so uh, that that's that that stuff counts for a lot. And so you're trying to not rebuild culture because your culture is built around LeBron and AD, but they had a, they got a lot of work cut out for them. So to be in third place at this point in the season, I, I would be happy with it. Look, I've I've watched a lot of NBA guys. Of course, you have. That's what I do. If I could afford NBA league pass. I would, and I would just watch TV all night long. Um, but I've been really impressed with, and <laughs> so <laughs> there's a joke going on on Twitter talking about senioritis for the for the Lakers because they don't care about the regular season. <laughs> who cares? Let's let's try to win these games and expend as little energy as possible. And that's why you bring in guys like Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder who are hungry, who have yep. young legs. I mean, I think that's. That's been the biggest thing I've noticed. You look at the at the scoring. Obviously, AD and LeBron are going to be at the top of that, but there's a big group of people between that 13 
and 10 point a game range. There's yep. like four or five mm-hmm. guys sitting yep. right in there. And that's a great thing to see because you look at the box score any night, it could be Matrez Harrell with 17 points. Yep. It could be Dennis, Dennis Schroeder with 23 points. Oh, man, he, he like was the leading scorer a couple games. And I think that with seeing Schroeder mm-hmm. with this offense, um, he gives them an element with his speed, his ability to get to the basket. Um, you know, Rondo was nice, but I think what Schroeder's able to do with his shooting ability and his quickness at this point of his career, he's what, 26, still got young legs. Um, th- that was huge for them because now LeBron doesn't have to be that guy every night yep. during the regular season. And then when you get into the playoffs scenario, you've got another guy who could do that. And then Montrez Harrell is just a, just a dog. I mean, just a dog. He's going to get the rebounds. He's going to block shots. He's going to get dunks. He's going to bring the energy and toughness that I think even with Dwight last year, um, in JaVale that they just didn't have. Um, I think yeah. him, him and Markeith, um, Markeith and Montrez really bring that, that kind of toughness to this front line and a little bit of an edge that I think this team didn't have last year. Um, outside of Ray John Rondo just being annoying to people. Um, so I think they're still not playing their best basketball. And I still think right now, they're the best team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they get better, I think, I think AD is going to ramp up. He's not playing like he wants to, but it's 22 and 22, what, seven and, and whatever. I mean, LeBron's shooting 40% from three right now, um, yes. which has to be scary That's for everyone in the league right now. Yeah. Um, he's looking like an MVP favorite right now. So while we're talking about MVP favorites, um, any other names you guys are interested to see down the stretch? Uh, not down the stretch, but throughout the rest of the season, um, are you guys are targeting as as kind of MVP favorites? I know we picked Luka Doncic, but their team has not been very good this year. They're struggling a little bit. They've had some COVID and injury issues. Um, but any guys that you guys are looking at right now as as MVP candidates? Nope. I think I think if 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 the Jazz stay around the top, um, uh, around first place in the West. Uh, you might make a, a fringe case for Donovan Mitchell, um, but the real front runner that I have right now, um, Joel Embiid. Yeah, you know I gotta give gotta give him his props for uh, the way that he's been playing this season so far. It just looks like he's going into games uh, dom- knowing that he can and that asserting his will that he will dominate, and that that's been huge for that team. And, and Doc's got him playing really good. Yeah, but, you know, guys, we've seen Joel Embiid, and uh, there's going to come a point. He's just going to start being lazy again, and (laughs) that's just what I believe (laughs) until I see something different. Um, You know, so, yes, I have have liked to see – you know, some of the stat lines I've seen from him. Um, it means he's really showing effort. Like you said, Doc Rivers got him playing well. But, you know, there's probably going to be a hitch where he hits like three or five games in a row where he's just like being lazy again. So we'll see. Um, you know, but right now all eyes are on LeBron and what he's doing is just uh, incredible. Um, I would throw out, you know, like guys like KD or Devin Booker. But right now it's just, you know, all about the king right now, you know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Right, yeah, Joel is playing on a different level. Um, I'm, I've seen something different with Joel this year, uh, so I, I'm really been impressed with him. And then, I mean, not enough people to talk about what KD is doing. He's averaging over 30 points a game after missing the entire year with was it Achilles injury? Yeah, I mean that's why yeah. I threw his name out early in the years. Like um, he was, he was my early yeah, favorite yeah. until LeBron was just yeah. So I think I think I mean I think LeBron is the, is the front runner just because I mean his team is playing the best. He's playing at another level, obviously, um, but I think KD is going to have some, is going to be in that conversation. Joel's going to be in that conversation, and you know, Damian Lillard is also having. I mean, does what he's he does what Damian Lillard does every year. He puts his team on his back. They lost CJ McCollum early this year, um, and so I, I think uh, I think Damian Lillard is going to be in that conversation as well. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Andre Drummond in Cleveland. I honestly <laughs> thought that that he was not going to be very good this year, but he's. He's playing well. You know, watching their team, he's a big part of what they do offensively with his passing ability, with his ability to score. I mean, he's kind of a he's kind of like a Dwight Howard in the paint where you don't super want him just to be in the post all the time. Um, you want to get him moving a little bit more, but he's been aggressive on the boards and really been a linchpin for that team right now. So shout out to Andre Drummond in a in a in a tough situation in Cleveland, but he's 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 making the most out of it. And Cleveland's trying to get his trade value up so they can trade him and get some more stuff for him. Mm. 
Most definitely. <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I, I definitely hate to see him go because I think he has brought a boost where we, you know, the way things were looking, we were expecting a huge drop-off. He he has helped make the Cavs really, really fun to watch mm-hmm. um, this season. So it, it will suck to see him uh, to see him go. But for the longevity of the team, he, he, he's got to go, folks. Mm-hmm. He's got to be on the move. But, yeah. Do you know Cleveland? Our, our, I mean, Ian, our Cleveland reporter, mm-hmm. Kevin Love. Is he is he any closer to being back? We don't. We, we don't. That's the thing. We there's so much smoke going on <laughs> around Kevin Love. Um, I, honestly, I'm of the opinion right now that they're holding him out to keep him healthy mm. uh, and keep and the trade market because. Uh, the injuries that he's had, they're they're not significant enough for him to not get any tick at all. And he's he's riding the pine, just you know, coasting through. Um, I I don't know if we'll see it happen. You know, we've been talking about Kevin Love. Seems like last since six the years. beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we were supposed to have CJ here as rookie season. No, I'm joking. But yeah, it's it's been it's been a while. Um, I, I believe that he is he is healthy enough to play. So hopefully we'll get to see him. Because like you said, you know, if you're talking about trade value, their teams are going to want to see the product on the floor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and shout out to Kevin Love. Just got engaged. Um, I believe it was last weekend or last week. So shout out to him. Mm. Um, hope he can get healthy. I, enjoy, I still enjoy watching Kevin Love play, even at this point in his career. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Parting words. That's how we're ending tonight, today, whatever, whenever you're listening. Uh, Ian, <laughs> give us your parting words for today. <laughs> Um, it's all about, it's all about that black on black on black, um, you know, recently lost, uh, the Cicely Tyson and, um, you know, after the, some of the losses from last year, I really, um, I want to dwell too much on the morning because of course we're going to all mourn losing these greats, but I just want to encourage everybody, you know, do something, educate yourself on some of these, um, these, these major, major African-American figures. I don't care if you're listening, you're black, you're white, you're Hindu, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're Pakistani, whatever the case might be. Um, sure. You know, take a look into these folks that made these vast differences. Uh, there's some really, really great material out there online. A lot of different folks doing tribute in a lot of ways and turning this quarantine or this pandemic period into, into an opportunity to educate others. So take advantage. I just want to say, Ian, you've used that one, so you can't do it again. Uh oh. The next three weeks of Black History Month. Uh oh. You've used your education and learned, so don't. Next week, I just want to remind everybody that it's Black History Month. You know, now here, get to to a museum. It is Black History Learn about Black. You've used that one, you know. We used the voting one quite a bit in the last couple months. Uh oh. (laughs) So, oh, yes, we did. Oh yes, we did. <laughs> it was appropriate and it worked. <laughs> it, it did work. <laughs> it, it worked, dog on it. It did work. All right, Keith, give us your parting words. Uh, first of all, guys, uh, I was just doing a little research. Um, y'all, there's a ton of wide receivers that's about to be available on the market. Chris Godwin and you know Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, a bunch of names. Anyways, but uh, my parting words, I, I want to give a shout out to Lamelo Ball. Here's why. I did not think that he was going to really be as good as he is playing right mm-hmm. now his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, I've seen some some tape on him. Like, he's playing the game pretty well. He's finding guys. Like, he's being aggressive getting to the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hey, LaMelo, you're making me eat some of my words right now. And I appreciate that. It's fun watching you be good. Um, and right now, he's already better than his brother. You know, no question. <laughs> and like, so uh, shout outs to you. Uh, you're, you're playing well thus far and definitely in the running for rookie of the year, which I did not have you in that, on that, like, top three at all. So. I have been so surprised by LaMelo Ball. Yeah. Uh, and I think they, they did a good job putting, bringing him off the bench. Yes. Starting him yep. off there. Yep. Um, and let him play free and play like himself. He's he's done a great job. I, I agree with you, Keith. I've been really surprised by LaMelo Ball. Yep. Um, my parting word is going to go, you know, I like, to, I like to shed light on the WNBA. Uh, you but, sure do. You can't use do. that either this I month, mean, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can, if it's all different. Uh, and I'm talking about specific players. Thank you. I can talk about specific players. Oh, shit. Um, so I want to shout out Candace Parker, uh, one of the legends, yes. legends of the WNBA, spent her entire career with the um, Los Angeles Sparks, has won two league MVPs, was rookie of the year, um, and 
uh, Defensive Player of the Year this past season. She actually is going home to play for the Chicago Sky, um, which is a big deal for me just because she's she's I feel like she's just been a part of L.A. for so long. I expect her to be there. All right. Uh, but she's getting getting ready to go home, um, play for a new team. So shout out to her for making that decision. I hope that she's able to uh, to be successful there again. They've got some players there. Um and you know there's a lot of lot of wheeling and dealing this off season in the, uh, in the WNBA. Mm-hmm. So if you are not tuned in, you should be tuned in WNBA, WNBA basketball. I don't know what their new slogan is, but insert it here, right where other stuff happens. Um, I had something you were talking about Lamelo Ball, and I completely lost it. So sorry, brother. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen. <laughs> He's still thinking about I'm it. I'm still thinking about it. I want to remember because it was really, it was going to be a funny little moment. Oh, and I completely man. lost the train of thought. Oh, sheesh, and it's gone. Shout out to LaBelle Ball. Uh, shout out to LeVar. And what's the other brother's name? LiAngelo. No. <laughs> no, I want to I want to hear Ian butcher that voice, baby. LaGelo. I was what you call it. <laughs> oh god oh wait, I, i'm sorry y'all know what his name is that that guy that that boy you know that little jello uh <laughs> that, that, who's, who's currently the guy we were talking about in the intramural league <laughs> all right y'all that's it for this episode of three and one podcast from cleveland ohio International Ian Lamont Morgan. Woo. Indians almost time. And from Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati, Keith Turner Jr. Well, it's all about to be about LeBron. Here we go, Lakers. <laughs> Repeat, baby. And here in the capital city, by way of several other places, they call him the Black Adam Schefter because he's got the scoop. It's Malcolm Morgan. We'll see you all next time. 